you. Isn't it amazing? Can you feel the presence of the Lord when somebody tells their story and the breakthrough that they've experienced? It's like you eating of their life. It's not just words, right? You can feel the tangible presence here this morning. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, guys. Um, I think um, beyond the obvious that God is faithful, that He's a God of the miracles, and that He cares for us, I just felt like two other themes popped out to me. I don't know if you felt the same. But just like one that um, the community's involvement in their, in their process. Friends, we need each other, desperately need each other. And secondly, the fact that Taylor wrote down, she could, she could call and tell you exactly what Vida said, what Kat said, what, you know, all of those words, because she was faithful with the promises that were spoken over her, and she actually journaled them down. And I just want to, that's not part of what I wanted to say this morning, but it is vital that we can go back to the promise of what he said, especially in the times of contradiction. And friends, we are living in a time of contradiction. Can I say we're living in a little bit of a misty time as a nation? If I, I think about what the words that the Lord has spoken over this nation, I would call this a bit of a misty time. And then there's personal words that have been spoken over you and me that we are contending for at the moment. And you might feel this morning that you're in a bit of a misty, a bit of a misty season. And <clears throat> I think you could, or you might, I mean, you might be in a situation like with Taylor and Hamish at the moment where you are, there's no mist there, there's celebration because of God's faithfulness. And that's so beautiful in a community to be able to watch that and testify and see that and say, oh, the Lord is faithful. So there are some here this morning that are celebrating uh, new job promotions. There's other people here that have just lost their job. People are in difficult situations, celebrating some, others in very, very difficult situations. And so this morning, we're going to declare that he is a God of the impossible and that he is a God that knows what you're going through in that time of difficulty. And so I want to share with you this morning a, a very profound story um, of how Jesus meets with us and a, a very profound story that gives a lot of insight on how do we actually deal with situations when we're going through very difficult times. And so if you've got your Bibles, it's from John 11. I'm going to read the story of, uh, of Lazarus. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. I just want to just have an asterisk there quickly. God never brings sickness. God never brings tragedy or destruction but he takes those things and he turns them around for good. He takes what is broken and he makes it beautiful. He takes what is ashes and he brings life and beauty to things. 
Verse 5, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place he was. It's like, it's a bit of a strange comment, right? It doesn't almost like add up. The one I love is ill, so he stayed two days longer. Um, but friends, he, he knew the lasting impact of the story that it would have on generations his delay in seeing a miracle happen immediately would be a story that would be told for generations to come. And so he wasn't being cruel. Then after he said this, to the, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. And that also was like a bit of a strange one to me. It's like, well, what, what does that mean? What is kind of a response is that? But, you know, there was a, a, a scripture that says that, you know, if everything that Jesus did or said were to be recorded, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to, to do it. And I just feel like that gives us a little insight. In the middle of something, Jesus is he's laying these, he's, he's feeding, he's feeding, he's feeding permanently throughout the day. He's just giving these stories. But anyway, just a side note. After saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they had thought he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, yeah, let us also go and that we may die with him. I mean, again, I don't know why they add that in, you know. <laughs> I don't think it was a super courageous guy. Like, yeah, let's also go die with him. Like, whatever. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Can you hear the, like, just that moment of questioning? And how often do we do that? It's like, Lord, basically the question is like, where were you? We sent word that this was going to happen. If you were here, he would not have died. But then listen to her tone and her faith in the next verse. She says, but even now... I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Then Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So even now, she's, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he'll rise again on the last day. And I think, friends, I think we can be like that sometimes. We can like, yeah, yeah, I know, like, I'm saved, and God's going to break through, and we're going to go to heaven one day, but like, what about now? What about now? Can he break through in your situation, what you're going through right now, today? 
Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. I find it such an interesting question. In the middle of her pain and grief, Lazarus is dead. He asks her, who do you say I am? What is the significance of that? Doesn't it remind you of another story? Peter, in uh, Matthew 16, when Jesus says to him, Peter, who do you say that I am? And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, blessed are you, Peter, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. This has come straight from heaven. The Father has revealed this to you. And he says, and on this rock, on that statement that Jesus is the Son of Christ, come into this world, um, the Christ, Son of the living God. On that statement, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed on heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And friends, when we declare the significance of that is that is how we get breakthrough in situations. It's not, we're not going to get breakthrough in this country by a, the correct leaders being put in place or anything, whatever you trust in, that's going to be your solution to things. The solution to what this world needs is the simplicity of the gospel. He's the Christ, the son of the living God that's come into this world to take away all brokenness, to destroy sin and to put us in a place that when we declare and we acknowledge that and we align ourselves with that, that he is the one and only God that has come into this world, when we acknowledge that and when we declare that out, it carries with it an incredible sense of power. There's, there's power in the simplicity of the gospel. Because off of that declaration, how is he going to build his church? Off of that knowledge and then from that space, as we say, as we acknowledge and we align ourselves with that thought, the power of heaven comes to back us up. And from that place, we're going to find solutions to what this country needs. We're going to find solutions to the problems that we're currently going through. Because in that place of abiding in him, what does he say in John? Like, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. It's the same as what gets backed up here. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So when we acknowledge the simplicity of declaring the, that Jesus is the Son of God who's come into this world to take away the sins. We are given authority, not just authority of, you know, and some sort of gifting that we have. We're given authority in Him, and change happens. Verse 28. So she's just said, she's just declared that. And when she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and he's calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, 
they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. She had seen him do so many miracles. She knew if he was there that they wouldn't have, her brother wouldn't have died. Again, where were you? Where are you in the current situation that you're facing? And you might be asking, Jesus, where are you? Surely you could just come and take this thing away. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And friends, I believe that that was Jesus in his humanity, seeing into the brokenness of our humanity caused by the curse and separation and sin. It was him identifying. He was seeing the grief and the destruction of what death has. We were never meant to die. So Jesus came to remedy that story. And in that space, he's so greatly troubled because he sees the, um, the death that we have to face, the grief that we have to face, and he's deeply troubled. Then he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And then, friends, the shortest verse and one of the most powerful verses in the Bible that just gives us such insight into who God is. Two words that tells us who is this God and how does he feel about us? How does he feel about me and about you? He's just seed, a scene where they've laid him and it says, Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Cynical. And friends, I think in the midst of contradiction of the promises that are not happening, you've got two choices. One, you can declare who he is, as we seen how Taylor and Hamish did, we can declare who he is and we can see heaven come and back us up, or we can land in cynicism. Where were you? Where were you in that situation? Surely, you know, if there is a God, why is there suffering in this world? You know who say that? The people that don't know him. The people that know him are the ones that declare who he is. And it says... Um, the others that were there said to them, but some of them said, could you not, couldn't he not open the eyes of the blind man and also kept this man from dying? It's those that don't know him are the ones that say, um, where is he? And friends, this morning I want to encourage us to get to a place where Jesus says, you will know, what is eternal life that you know me? That is the starting, that is the, the end goal, is to actually know him. Because when we know him, no matter what we're going through, in those places, we can land in declaring who he is. Not questioning him, because he didn't give what we need in a, in a specific situation. 
And so the question for me is like, why didn't he do the miracle up front? Straight off the bat, just, is, it, is he cruel? And I think some of us here have asked that question in the past. Lord, are you cruel? Like, why don't you just come and do this right now? And friends, I think it's because Jesus saw into the state of humanity and the, the effects of the curse. And that's why he said, you know, later on he said, like, in this world you'll have trouble, but take, um, take courage and know that I have overcome he cannot protect us from every um, part of grief that we will experience in this life. You'll know that we're all going to pass away one day. And if you've experienced the passing of a loved one, you'll know the extreme grief that comes with that. He can't protect us from that. But what we do need to know in those times, in those times of grief, is that he's right there with us. He's with us. He's weeping with us. He understands what we've gone through. He's gone through that. He's experienced that. And in that space, we can receive his comfort um, and strength. And so I want to say he is a God of miracles. He is a God of miracles. But before that, we need to know him in that place where we can weep together, we can find comfort together, and then... What happens if we carry on reading? Verse 38, it says, Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. It's been four days. Friends, sometimes we are so dead in some of the promises of what God has spoken over you that there's a stench around you. It's that dead. This is not like, oh, maybe he'll still come through. It's not the 11th hour he's about to break through. No, 11th, 12th hour came, the thing died, and there's four days later, and now there's an odor. It's that dead in the decay of, what, um, of what's happening. And uh, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? The response. So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. He always hears us. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Doesn't that remind you of another story? Of another tomb with a stone in front of it, and a savior who was wrapped in cloths. And when they got there to find him, he wasn't there anymore. The cloths were lying on the, on the ground in a heap. And friends, we need to know that we are made one with this beautiful Savior that has defeated sickness. He's defeated the sting of death. We will live forever. We might pass away our earthly tent, but we are 
as of this point, when we have been made brand new, we are with him forever. And yeah, I want to go into a time just now of playing. If you can just get that song ready, Pitt. Um, I just thought we wanted to just give this word up front this morning, just so that actually sometimes you need to ponder and meditate and actually drink in what he wants to do in your heart. And so just meet with him face to face this morning in your disappointment, whatever you're going through, and allow him to comfort you. And maybe you need to stay in that place for this morning and that's it. Or maybe um, you need... From that place, he's going to do a miracle in your heart. He's going to do a miracle in your life where there's, um, where he's actually going to speak life. And the very thing that you are holding out for is actually going to break through. And that's what a testimony like, like Taylor and Hamish's this morning does. You look and you see the fruit. I mean, every time you look at Emma, you are reminded in community that that is wholeness. It's fulfillment of God's promises. Every time you see her, however long we are in this church together, you will see this wholeness. And so I believe that there is a breakthrough for a miracle of the breakthrough. The thing that you've been, that thing that's, that's dead and in the tomb, and it's like, I can't even go there. It's that smelly because it's just, it's dead. He's left me in that space. You're going to ask the Lord for a thing. And I'd like Taylor and Hamish, excuse me, to, to pray for us later at the end. I think just after, um, at our, at our, as we finish off worship, I think that they would come. Or should we do it now? I think let's do it now. Won't you just come and just stretch out your hands over us, Taylor and Hamish. And just God's given them a mandate, they feel, as a, as. Um, Taylor said that, that there would be breakthrough for people. And so let's receive, let their victory become our victory. And trust for God in those hard, hard places that he's going to do something. So it all starts with who he is, right? And just to build on with what Rob is saying. So Rob, you didn't know the song's name that we're playing. It's called I Am, Right? And that's really what I'd pray for you. So, yeah, Holy Spirit, we just absolutely just flood this room right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you, oh, Yeah, I just see Jesus coming and picking each of you up off your seat and asking you to just come and sit on his lap. Lord Jesus, my prayer for each one of them is that they will know who you are. Yeah. From there, that's where the victory comes. I pray, Father, that they will also, as they sit on your lap, that they will turn to you and just smash out a few punches at you when they're angry or confused. Where were you when X and Y happened? just encourage each of you just to, to know who he is now and just wrestle with, the, with, with Jesus where were you where, who are you I know it seems like a simple prayer but that's where the breakthrough comes 
I just speak to those dead things. And I say, get up and walk. I speak life. Where death was spoken over you, I speak life. I just command those chains to come off in the name of Jesus. He came to set the captives free. And I want to invite each and every one of you to, to look upon the face of Jesus, to look upon the face of the one who came to set the captives free. And I want you to challenge him. Lord, show me what you can do. Because he will not disappoint. It's just not who he is. It's not in his nature. It goes contrary to his nature. And so wherever there has been disappointments in your life, wherever there has been death in your life and death in your heart, that doesn't accord with what God is, who God is. And so I call that to come into alignment with the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus. Lord, we invite you here this morning to bring our hearts, our thoughts, our traumas, everything, Lord, to bring it and lay it at your feet so that we can come in alignment with what you are, who you are, and what you're doing. And I just command all that would thwart the Lord's plans for your life to get out of the way in the name of Jesus. So if we can play that song, and we're just going to transition from there into a place of, of worship. Let's just come before him. Let him do what only he can do.